0: Coming up on The Kim Gravel Show. Everything in this world, just like gravity, how gravity is working on my boobs right now as I'm sitting here talking to you. Everything <laughs> in the world is <laughs> conspiring to drag you down and not have you operate in your calling.
1: You're giving me a, a new perspective of, of how to look at that. My heart is like this big. This is the Kill Me show.
0: Let's just go on and spill the tea. This is one of the realest persons I've ever met. My mission is to encourage every single woman. We're here to lift y'all up. There's no one more effective than moms. You mess with the bull, you're going to get the horns. I need coffee, I need Jesus, and I need therapy. (laughs) If you can bring a smile to people's faces, why would you not? True confidence is knowing who you are and why you're here. Hey, y'all, this is Kim Gravel, and this is the Kim Gravel Show, which is our podcast, comes out every week. Um, and what we do here is we chit-chat, paddy-whack, give a dog a bone, get excited. <laughs> Have you ever heard about that, Zach? Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> Knick, knack, patty, whack, give a dog a bone. We we are we oh, laughing so hard because I'm like flashing back into like kindergarten
2: or something. Let me start. Is, that is over. there like a dance to that? Knick, knack, patty, whack, give, give a, yeah.
0: a dog a bone. This old man, get. Yeah, it's just, that's a nursery rhyme. <laughs> but I say that because we talk about everything and anything with everybody. And I love it because, you know, life is, you know, it's hard. Yeah. God is good. And people are crazy. So, I mean, why not talk about it all? That's what we do here. Because we're always wanting you to level up your life. And if you get a little nugget from here, you know, and take it and apply it to your life. Um, we there, we throw down a lot of nuggets. We we live a lot of breadcrumbs here in this show. Yeah, we do. And today we got some big, we're going to be dropping it like it's hot today. We have got hot seat coaching happening with the lovely Julie. She, um she, she. Entered a contest, Zach. She won it. She wanted to talk with you and I and sit here and go through uh, some struggles that she's having with setting boundaries, um, with um, finding her calling and having enough confidence to walk in it. So when we get back, we're going to do some hot seat coaching with Julie right after this.
2: All right, Kim, guess what? It is time for another review of reviews. So, I'm going to read you a review that we got on the show, and I want you to review the review.
0: Does that make sense? Did I say review too many times? No,
2: no. (laughs) Okay. All right, so here it is. This review review is written by Lisa uh, on September 16th, and she wrote, You nailed it, Kim! This show is so inspiring, always uplifting and honest. It touches on topics that all of us face daily in our lives. Most people think celebrities have it so easy. Your show demonstrates how hard work and passion helps struggles we all face daily. Hoping we have more to come. Looking forward to what's next from Kim, because I know it's
0: coming. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Now I'm tired. (laughs) I think it's a five-star review. And you know what? I completely agree with you. I, I think that we touch on subjects here with the Kim Gravel Show that are just everyday real subjects. And and y'all, we are in a crisis of confidence right now. People don't know why they're here and what they're up to. When we say we're addressing issues during the show that connect with you, it's because everybody wants to know what they're supposed to be doing with their life. It's all in how you look at it. Thank y'all so much for reviewing. And I give that star uh, a five star because she's right. We do reach and talk about real topics that we can all relate to.
2: So, and if you want to leave a review on the show, maybe we'll review yours. So head to our website, kimgravelshow.com. Go to Apple Podcasts, review the show. We love it.
0: And can I just say this too, Zach, before we close this up? Of course. So many of our listeners are brilliant. They really are. Like People get it people understand that this is not me just sitting here telling you what to do with your life. It's it's a conversation. It's a community. So please let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you think about the show and get involved and be part of this Kim Gravel Show community because uh, we love you and um, you bless me as much as you tell me we bless you. So we love you. Zach, I'm so excited about this episode and about our guest, Julie, who is on. She won a contest on my Instagram for a hot seat coaching session, you know, along with some free cosmetics and clothing. a um, Little bit of background about Julie before I bring her on. She's from upstate New York. Um, now, this is a professional, y'all. She's worked in radio for 25 years. Uh, but she said it did not pay the bills. Hey, can I get a high five? That's doing what you love, but you you're not getting paid for it. That's we gotta fix that. Um, she currently works um in insurance. She has a great story to tell. She says she has a little trouble standing up for herself and setting boundaries. Um She's close to retirement, although when you see her, you're not going to believe it, she doesn't look it. Um, She has no kids and has never been married and has no idea how to take the next steps um, and figure out what she's called to do in this next season of her life. Um, She's worried about missing out and holding herself back, and I can't believe it, but I think of a lot of us have been there or in there right now. Julie, welcome to Hot Seat Coaching on The Kim Gravel Show.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure to be here. It's quite an honor.
0: Okay. Well, first of all, you're absolutely gorgeous. I can't, you know. thank you. (laughs) And I'm going to quote my friend who says, who's also never been married and doesn't have kids. And so she says, no husband, no kids, no wrinkles. That's her wow. philosophy line.
1: <laughs> These are probably caused by my boss or yeah, I'm sure they
0: come from somewhere, but yeah. <laughs> you don't have any wrinkles. You don't have any wrinkles. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. Okay, Julie, you got to tell us a little bit about yourself because you I, just, and just reading all about you here, you are very transparent. Like you are a person I really admire in that. Thank you so much.
1: I, I am pretty uh, much an open book, um, for better or for worse sometimes. Um, right. <laughs> you. but yes, um, I am, you know, I like to live life and get to know people. And I think sort of the best way to do that is to be as open as possible and, you know, just show that sort of human quality that we all have. So it doesn't mean I'm not shy in certain areas. Um, I remember telling someone once that I think from my years in radio, I could stand up in front of ten thousand people and you know introduce a concert or something like that. But get me in a room of ten people where you're right here, and it's it's a little more daunting to me.
0: <laughs> so I know exactly how you feel because you know talking one on one and connecting with people is a little bit different than speaking to people. I get that. Um, what are you hoping to get out of? this session today? I think I know, but I'd love to hear it from your perspective.
1: A few things. So like, I think that you, you preface it very well saying sort of, you know, I'm in, I'm at that stage where, um, you know, you're sort of thinking about the next steps and where this life is going to lead you. And, you know, Hmm. I, I certainly would like to think that I don't have one foot in the grave, but I, you know, it's, time's a ticket. And you know, there's we're, none of us are getting out of here alive. So I want to make sure that I'm living like the fullest life that I can. We're all marching to the same
0: destination, Julie. Exactly I hear you. Right. I hear you.
1: Um, and so sort of, and, and making myself the best person as well. So it's just sort of some mm-hmm. self-reflection and figuring out like what I can work on with myself as well.
0: So do you feel like you, you know what your calling is? I mean, because i will say this while while you're thinking that through because that's a big question um a lot of women and people think you know it's your their family or their marriage or their children or their career so uh, i don't believe that's our calling i believe that's things we do and operate our calling uh, you know we're acting in our calling doing those things sure. is do you do you know what yours is
1: I have not a clue. I could take a guess, but I don't know. It would be a very broad guess. Guess, rather. Um, I... I do know that I love to serve people. I have okay. worked in whether serving in the entertainment, being on the radio or serving yeah. in customer service with the job that I have now and okay. sort of serving my family, um, being,
0: you know, the, the helpful one. Now, what do you mean serve? What, do you, what does that mean? What, when you mean serve, talk to me about some practical applications where that shows up in your life.
1: Oh, gosh. Um, So right now, obviously, literally, customer service is my job. And that's what I enjoy doing. I enjoy helping other people. Um, I have a part time job where I also do the same thing. But that is where I find the most joy for myself is being able to help (laughs) others in some capacity. And that's a very broad term. No,
0: I get it. I get it. No, we're drilling down. This is fun. I love this. This is what, because I love to really hear what makes people tick, you know, and what makes them, you know, feel alive. So when you're saying helping, what does that look like in a real practical sense? Like, give me a scenario where you just were in a servant mode. Um,
1: So for example, my nephew was going through a hard time when he was a, a senior in, Um, High school, getting ready to go to college. He was coming to college near me um, and was going through a very transitional time in sort of his own immediate family. And I found myself being called to like support him. So I sort of took on that role of, you know, every other weekend when I got paid, I would pick him up from school and give him a homemade meal and take him to, you know, Target or wherever and buy him what he needed. And we would talk out what he was going through and then sort of send him on his way. Or, you know, even now in insurance, my favorite thing to um, is especially like more elderly clients who who sort of need the time and, and hand holding to, to you know just explain the process of the thrilling process of insurance.
0: <laughs> well, okay. So so what we're doing now is is what I call identifying the calling. And and that is where you can Ask yourself questions, Julie, and everybody listening, and, and really go through the process of drilling down to a handful of um, words what your calling is. So I, I don't right. know if serving is your calling just by some of the questions I'm asking you. And I want to continue, if you're cool with it, sure. continue on asking you some questions. Because um, not that serving is not something you do, and that's how it plays out you know, a lot of times, but I, I, I think I just, I have a hint. I have a hint. It might be a little bit more. So we're just going to go, we're just going to drill down a little bit more. So yes. when give me some other incidences, when you feel like we're going to use the word serving for a lack of a better word, Julie, when you have served others, I love what you said, even with helping the elderly answer questions about insurance. What what does that look like?
1: Um. So, you know, insurance is boring as all get out. It just happens to pay my bills.
0: <laughs> right. Well, I mean, we all have to have it. It's, a, right, it's right. A necessary. Yeah.
1: And nobody sits down and reads their policy book when it comes in the mail uh, or whatever. No. So,
2: <laughs> You guys don't read those? I love those. That's my favorite.
1: <laughs> you have a highlighted, I'm sure, for the best part. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, to me, it's more about like handholding and just sort of speaking to, mm-hmm. to someone in terms that they understand, like, I get it. Having an accident is scary. Um, and you don't know, like, you don't know what you don't know, right? So um, saying this is how. This is what I need from you. This is how it's going to play out. This is what this handles, and if it doesn't, then here's the next step. And just so sort of um, speaking to them in terms that you know the average person would understand, um, and just sort of taking the time because. I think with um, I don't, there's something about my elderly clients that I love because it's just really a conversation. I have one woman who still calls me every day because she's like, "You're like my daughter. I just like talking to you." And I said, oh, "Well, I'll, you're like my favorite customer, so I'll talk to you anytime." She's very sweet, so it's it's that sort of thing. But it's just sort of the I don't I don't want to say companionship, but but that's what it feels like. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, what do you think some of your best qualities are, Julie?
1: Um, I am very laid back and very easygoing. Um, I've been told I'm very easy to talk to. Um, Mm -hmm. I like to do everything with sort of a sense of humor as well. Um, And I just sort of think that I'm relatable. I just let people be, even in my friendships or, or um, family members, I just want people to be who they are. I, I always say I love everybody. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm, I think that's probably one of my
0: best qualities. What real, What do you enjoy doing, like, on your free time? Like, if mm-hmm. you met a stranger at the grocery store, g- give me some scenarios, the things that you just, you enjoy doing um, that is not work-related or things that you have to do. And how do you operate in those moments?
1: Yes. The, the things that I would always wish to have more time to do is... Mm-hmm. Um, travel concerts, um, even just spending time with like friends and family, you know, like open up a glass of wine and let's have some girl time. Um um those are probably my most favorite things.
0: Um give me a scenario when you were doing your serving in those times where you're having, you know, your most joyful times.
1: I I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure that I can think of one. I don't think that they I, I I can't consciously think of of a time when they came together. And I don't know if that's because I sort of self consciously oh, don't together. really Yeah. And oh, I don't they've been together.
0: <laughs> I'm thinking maybe but, uh, I just me, don't recognize that I do them together. Correct. Because we take it for granted and it comes very, mm-hmm. very easy. Right. So that's what happens with, with calling. We don't, it's right in front of our nose and we don't even know it's there because it comes so easy. and So naturally like, that's it. This, oh my God. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. You know, it's almost like a, it's, you know, it's, it's been there all along and you haven't just recognized it. So right. let's talk through so that you can have a few little, one yeah. few of those moments.
1: The, the only, the one that sort of springs to mind now, and you're right. I take this uh, for granted <laughs> because it's just sort of like, what else would I do? Second like it doesn't, nature. there's no second nature. Right, there's no yeah. second option is so for um, uh, about ten years, I worked for my best friend who is a wedding planner. Right. Um, and so we did a wedding in Mexico, just the two of us. and oh. she, yeah, it was beautiful. It was the oh. yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. But she had a kidney stone and about she was hospitalized about two days before we were supposed to leave um and I had not met this couple I knew nothing about where we were going anything about the wedding planning anything it was just in this binder and I just thought holy moly I this binder is going to be my bible if I have to go by myself and and execute this you know somebody's wedding which is right the most important day of their life um Luckily, she made it there, but it was a lot of sort of, like, caretaking of this couple and this wedding party, which we had done, you know, a million times, um, but also taking care of her when, you know, she's... (laughs) <laughs> when I wake up on the day that we're supposed to, you know, to do this wedding and she's heavy breathing over there because she's got, the, you know, she's in pain or, or whatever. So just there's sort of nothing like care of, a
0: kidney stone.
1: Holy moly. I just kept oh. saying, like, please wait until we're back, like, it, so I can drive you home. I can't. <laughs> can we just get into Miami or wherever we're flying into when I'll drive? It doesn't matter. But yeah, we made it. But it was just sort of that instance of I just sort of kick into a, um, um like taking care of everything mode. And I have since I was a teenager, when when crisis or when something else happens where people need help, I shut out everything else. I turn to them. And then I have my breakdown like two weeks later. Like if it, you know, I, I turn into helping, helping, and then I deal with my own stuff later.
0: I, I can't believe you used the actual word that I was thinking. You used the word crisis. Yeah, Um. Uh, has there been a lot of situations where you are good in crisis situations and can instruct and stay calm and lead in those moments? Okay. That's what I thought. Here we go. Here it is. So go for it.
1: (laughs) The day, and I know exactly when it happened too, was um, my, so when I was a senior in high school, my parents took my grandparents to Bermuda on vacation and my father ended up passing away in Bermuda unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. And, Mm my mom came home and was falling. I was the only uh, child still at home. My, my uh, brother and sister were older. Um, and she was falling apart. And my thing was that she just needed me to, to support her, to comfort her, to help her figure out stuff. And so it turned into me sort of caretaking um, mm-hmm. until she could get her legs under her. And then I had my meltdown, you know, like Six months later. <laughs> right.
0: I want to tell you, a lot of times when people tell me that their gift is helping or in service to others, um, nine times out of 10, it is people who are good with crisis situations. Um, and I'm not saying you are a crisis manager. I'm just saying that would be a good role for you to play in somewhere in your eyes. But it's more of a, uh, it's not a helper. It's not a servant. Because I'll tell you why. Because when people say I'm a servant, I have a servant's heart, or I'm a helper heart, everyone's calling is in service, right? Okay, yeah. So we get those two things confused a lot, and I'm I'm just speaking from my own personal experience because everybody operating in their calling are are, are servants, okay? Because your calling is an act of service. To the world, your world, your community, wherever you are, right. So, but what I keep hearing you saying is, you're such a good. Um, are you a good detail person too? You're detail oriented. Yep. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh God. Yes. Oh God. A,
0: yes. So, yeah. <laughs> just. I mean, <laughs> seriously, are you just? Can you dot every i, dot every t? You're thinking about the whole thing. Okay. A thousand percent. So you, yeah. You. You are that. I, I wouldn't even say teacher. I would say more of. An uh, instructor, a, a, a person who gets the job done.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. The beautiful thing about you, though, is is that you have a, oh, gosh, Julie, when I'm talking to you, I just want to go, oh, tell me, girl. Like, there is a <laughs> calmness about you. So and that I makes would my even, heart feel happy, so thank you. Because <laughs> I'm an uptight person. I'm always on ten or 11. And I'm always like, and, and I just want to go, ah. Uh. Yes. So that tells me you bring calm instruction. True. True. Since you don't have family and kids do you feel like that your life has been selfish cuz that goes hand in hand with yeah. what i'm saying about your calling too
1: right so uh you know selfish is a word that that t- sort of gets thrown around a lot and it i'm does. very conscious of being of not being selfish but that's that is very <laughs> difficult because i'm not married i don't have children i don't even have a roommate or a cat or you know anything and i don't um everything I do is selfish. It's, everything starts and finishes with me. Do you think that way often by any chance? I do. And to my detriment, sometimes my mom will say, Mm -hmm. my mom is, is the loveliest woman. If I could be half like her, I'd, I'd be winning in life. Um, She's amazing. She will say that she taught her children to everything you do, think about how it affects others. So mm-hmm. every action you do, everything you say, think about mm-hmm. how others like will respond to that. So be kind with your words and your actions and all of that. that. Sure. Um, and, but she said that she almost wishes that she hadn't taught us that because she has seen in instances where all of us have been sort of taken advantage of in that way of just giving, right. giving, giving and not, and, and the thing I'm working on, not putting up boundaries or not saying no, sometimes when you can, or just sort of giving too much when you're not getting enough back.
0: Right. Well, and I, I will tell you when we don't know what we're called to do and we are not moving in that calling, we'll say yes to a, pretty much everything. Right. We're always looking at it from a perspective of what we can't do. When you know right. your calling, you look at it from a perspective of what I can do and what I should do. Like, that makes sense. So you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. it's not that you're saying no to something; it's that it just doesn't fit in the season or the call of your life. What kills me is you're sitting here operating, you're calling and instructing Zach and I and everybody listening what to do. You just told us. Do you see what I'm saying? Like it's so funny how people's like Kim. I don't understand how you can point out. I mean, you you are a calm instructor. You are a person. You are that person that when the sky is falling, you want a Julie there. You gotta have her. Yeah. That's you very sweet. Have and her. I pre- yeah, and and that makes sense to why you're so good on radio because you keep it, you keep it, you keep it going. You just, right. you're the furnace. You're the coal in the furnace that keep. You're that part. Am I right or wrong?
1: The, you know, you're true. That's true. That's true. And I'm very like in radio, and and you know from being on television, you have right. to be quick, right? Like I'm very quick witted, you and know, organized, sometimes- and
0: organized.
1: And organized, right. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I have the sense of humor of like a 14 year old boy. So sometimes that quick witted gets me in trouble a little bit. But like, it's you, you have to keep it moving. I just want to make sure that I'm not the only one taking care of everybody else and
0: everything else without taking care of myself as well. Right. But you do understand, Julie, with your calling... Okay, and we could really probably drill it down to a hand, just two words if we really just worked on We don't have time for that, but I hope this has pointed you in the right direction. You do understand why people always come to you. Oh, for sure, for sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and and everybody listening, when, when someone is asking you of something... So it's really not that you can't set boundaries. You're just so daggone good at what you do <laughs> yeah, that people want to... Uh, that's smart of them to go to somebody who knows how to get it done. Right. Would you agree with right.
1: that? I would. Yes. Yes. And I want to, and I, and I want to make sure that when people, if people come to me, when people come to me, friends, neighbors, countrymen, be at the grocery store, yeah, anybody. Like, that, right. That in the time that we're living in, that, it's just done with like a kind heart and well, I can't promise laugh, you that,
0: right? Right. I can't. But, but, but <laughs> right. I'm not saying you should be be everyone's, you know, instructor. I'm not saying that, or 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 you know, you, I'm not saying you have to do everything everybody asks of you. I, I will tell you, it's time for you to instruct yourself a little yeah. bit because I'm exhausted helping everybody else. <laughs> Yeah, because really, when you say, I I feel like I've lived a selfish life, you really haven't. You've really been, you've really been operating in your calling in a very um, masked way. Yeah. Yeah, everything in this world, just like in this world, just like gravity, how gravity is working on my boobs right now as I'm sitting Holy, here talking to you. Yeah, in my ch- double chin. <laughs> Me too. Every Everything in the world, and, and we call it evil, call it whatever you want to call it, is conspiring to drag you down and not have you operate in your calling. So uh, aging, health. Running through McDonald's drive-through, what all the stuff that we deal with in our life that's convenient and easy is always trying to drag us down and out of our calling. We have to protect it so it's not taken advantage of, it's not being used up, it's not being distorted, it's not being um, used in places like I. Because everybody said, oh, wait, you know, people, I, my son is like, well, just give me, just give me fifty dollars. I'm gonna run down. You got it. I said, yeah, I got $50. Sure do. Well, just give it to me. Mom, I'm going to run down there. But if I give him that $50 and he hasn't earned it and it just comes to him naturally, he, he's not going to be better for it. And I'm going to be out my 50 bucks. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> That's what we do with our calling. We almost, we almost cheapen it because we give it out too freely and to everyone because it comes so easy to us. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. You got to hold that calling like it is the most precious thing that you've ever been given in your entire life. Because you got a big one, girl.
1: Thank you. You're giving me a, a new perspective of, of how to look at that, which I very much appreciate. It's, what do you mean? Um, what do you mean? That it is. That it's like, it's just because I have it doesn't mean I have to give it to everybody. Just,
0: just Right. <laughs> my gosh say that again Julie you are so brilliant girl there's your book there is your book
1: yes just because I have it doesn't mean I have to give it to everyone
0: That's it anything girl that's sexual relationships girl don't make me go there Girl, you just said a mouthful. This is this is this is your this is your mantra. This is your testimony. This is you this is yes. you don't even know what you've just said. You don't even know how it's connected. That's in sexual relationships. That's with money. That's with your time. That's with your that's with your mind. What we're scrolling and looking at on Instagram. Just be, just oh, say it one more time for those in the back that didn't hear it. Just because
1: I have it doesn't mean I have to give it to everyone. That is so good. <laughs> that is.
0: That's you. You just said yeah. that. Dang. Okay. We got to go to a quick commercial break because that that needs a moment to breathe. <laughs> we'll be right back with more Julie and we're going we're gonna to dig this out of her. She just wrote her book right here on the Give Gravel Shop.
1: Are you overworked, underpaid, exhausted, but love your kids so much and want to be the best mama for them? How about the best version of you? You deserve that. I'm Gianna Demedio-Simon. And I'm Casey McDonnell-Hosmer, and we are moms who absolutely love our new roles in life. But man, were we not prepared for some of the fine print in the job description. We want a connection with our children and our partner that doesn't come at the cost of the relationships with our own selves. We're helping you mother up every Monday on your favorite podcast player. Also, check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash at podcast.
0: We're back with Julie. We're talking about calling. We're talking about the season of her life. Uh, Just to recap real quick, Julie's never been married. She doesn't have kids. She's very successful. She's a New Yorker. I love me some New Yorkers. (laughs) Um, And she's just made a brilliant statement that just spoke to me, ministered to me. She said, just because I have it doesn't mean I have to give it to everybody. And can I just say we can take that and plug that into so much, so many things in our life? Like just just, you know, uh, because people will take advantage of the fact that, that you can do it. Oh, for sure. And you,
1: and you put it so nicely in that you said it cheapens it, which it really does. That's when, that's when doing things for others doesn't, starts to not feel good. Right. Julie. Kim, you're giving me a whole new way of looking at it. And I, I, my heart is like this big.
0: When you, when you pour out to people, instruct people in a calm way, and you're taking that time, and what I mean by calm, you, you, when I, and I'm not even saying the word patient's not the right word. You're calm. So you can, you're looking at it from a different angle and perspective. And so let me ask you this, Julie. So when you're doing that for people, with people, and they're getting it, and then they take the ball and start jogging themselves, does that make you feel good? Oh, it makes me feel great. Of course. Yeah. Right. So when you don't feel the joy of that, it's when people don't get it and start taking advantage.
1: Right. It's that X factor of, yeah, this doesn't feel, this feels icky.
0: So that's when you got to say, no, I'm pretty -uh. much not going to do that.
1: Yeah. Right. Okay.
0: (laughs) So are you dating someone now?
1: I am. Yes.
0: Ooh, do tell. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, we've been dating off and on for about four years. He lives about, he does not live near me. So that's the difficult part. Um, he's a couple hours away, but yeah, he's a good guy. He's, I say that he's one of my, he's one of my favorite people on the planet, but more importantly, he's one of the best men that I know.
0: Mm. So you're already attracting to yourself what you need. You, you're already operating in your calling. You, you really know what it is. Um, you just, would you say took it for granted?
1: I would, or I'd say that I just, um, you know, because it feels good to, like you said before, it's, it feels good when people get it. Right. So, but I think I maybe was associating it to just like, it feels good to give it. Um, so I just give it to everybody. Right. So, and, um, Now I'm realizing that what the the feel good part is when they get it and and uh, appreciate it or um, not just giving the giving part is not always the best part. It's that it's that there's a connection that comes if I am if I am giving something to you and you are getting it and then I can you know, you can sort of like you said, go on your own.
0: Yeah, well, that's a give back to you. Yeah, right. That that, that is that's a validation that what you're called to do is working and it's helping and it's it's serving, like you said. That that calling serves people, but when people are not, um, they don't reciprocate by validating that. That's where we get exhausted. What is at least one thing that you have been putting off, um, that you know you should be doing for yourself, with yourself, or in your calling, that you've just been playing it safe in the comfort zone
1: so one is um, asking what I want for in my romantic relationship
0: okay what's that that's a, what that's do you a want? big
1: one
2: Ooh, what's uh, that what do you want maybe he's listening
1: <laughs> <laughs> Zach just leaned in real close <laughs> Ooh, little, he's me like more. this is good stuff Now um, yeah, we're getting to the good part <laughs> I, um, I would like more of a commitment mm. that's it and are you afraid to ask a thousand percent ten why? thousand percent why um, because I had asked for it before with the same person and there was sort of no answer, which to me was the answer. Right. Um, and so, and then, you know, that was, that was many years ago and we're still together and I feel like our relationship has changed and progressed, but we haven't gone back to that same conversation. So
0: that's- do you really want him or do you want the one relationship?
1: I really want the one relationship with him.
0: Mm. Are you willing to walk away and leave the with him part for the one relationship?
1: Oh, that feels like a knife right there. <laughs> um, I, it's not something that I, I, I would be lying if I said I hadn't thought about that. Um, I, the door is open this much to that. I, it's, if I had to, I would, I, I don't feel like I'm ready for that just yet, but the idea is not foreign to me.
0: So, you know, the answer, right? Yeah. Was the answer?
1: Yep. Uh, that I want the relationship.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you're afraid he, he won't give you that. Correct. Correct. So, I you don't know what if, you yeah. got to do. You know what you got to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's so much more for you, Julie. And the fact that you are uncomfortable, and this is it, you can't unlearn what you've learned. You can't not know what you know. Right. I say that all the time with COVID. When we know what we know, so we can't go back. Like when people, like in business, and, and you know this, and, and, and life, and when you know what you can do, like virtually shopping, all of that. We know we can, we can buy a certain different kind of way and we can do things virtually a different way. We can't unknow that. Right, so you can right. never go back to just having <laughs> full-on you know, people just going in stores all the time. It's never going to happen again. It's, we right. can't, uh, you already know what, what yeah. you got to do, and you can't unknow that. Right, right. So now it's just you're putting it off.
1: Because you deserve
0: it. You deserve the relationship of your dreams. You deserve it. Right. You deserve to be in it. That is
1: not something that I tell myself very often. So that is something to, yes, to
0: keep on repeat. And are you afraid that that he'll say, well, no, thank you? Of course. Yeah. And what if he did?
1: Crap. (laughs) Um, If he did, then I would have no other option than to say that's it. Mm -hmm. No, that I, I just, it's a, that's a deep, that is what I feel like I am too chicken to do. But I, I know that the conversation has to come.
0: Right. And where is the fear coming from? Do you know?
1: Um, well, I think it's just a general fear of, like, like I said, I've never been married, I've never had kids. I don't, you know, and in personal relationships, when you get rejected, you know, it makes you feel horrible about yourself, and so I don't want any more of that self. I have a difficult time with positive self talk with myself in that area anyway, and so I don't want to perpetuate it by putting me myself in that situation, but. I know I deserve more than I'm getting. I just don't know how to ask for it. Um, Or, you know, the hope would be that if I actually bring it up to him, that he would step up and say, you're right. Um, But I don't know
0: that that's going to happen. So if you were instructing someone else Mm -hmm. in this situation, (laughs) if you were operating in your calling, serving someone else in this situation, what would you tell her?
1: I would tell her to find a way to bring it up. Find a way that feels good to bring it up. And the outcome is what the outcome is, right? There's sort of... Even, even the hard, you, you know, you only learn from the bad things that happen, right? So that's where the biggest lessons are. So if there's a lesson to be learned, that's how I have to look at it. You know, I've been in relationships before that have broken up and, and I, I only have to look at them as lessons. Um, I don't necessarily want to learn a lesson with this one. I would like to learn the lesson of, you should have just asked for it before and look where it could have gotten you, but um, I just have to be ready for whatever the outcome is going to be.
0: I can't even talk to you, girl. You're so good. I, you're sitting here You're in call, your calling telling yourself what to do, and it is better than anything anybody could ever tell anybody. I just had to stop her, Zach. I'm like, dag on.
2: Well, but I mean, doing it's hard, though, step. Kim. Knowing what to do is easy. Doing it's hard, right?
0: That's I know, the truth. But, but, but what I'm saying is she's sitting here operating in her calling telling herself what to do in a situation. <laughs> oh my God, this girl is fantastic. I love her. Uh,
1: I'm gonna have you and Zach on speed dial in case it all goes wrong. Well,
0: Here this we is go, this go. The oh my I, guess, I don't remember. It's it's not gonna go wrong. It's gonna go right. And can I make a suggestion if just yes. I mean and look look, I don't know my butt from the hole in the ground 98% of the time. But I'm I, I can I, the great thing about my calling is I know I can recognize the potential, the greatness and the best in other people. I always say that. I mean, there's nobody that can do that better than me. They might can do it just as good as me, but they can't do it better than me because I know that's what I'm made to do. And so I'm sitting here listening to you talk and I'm thinking, my gosh, this this is so use your calling on this gentleman. You will draw him right on in. And look, if he is not for you, then so be it. But can I just tell y'all Wait. something? Can I just tell y'all something? It's an old song. If you can't be with the one you love, love the one you with. And I'm going to tell you something. We get hung up. We romanticize. We fantasize. We, you know, rom com these love stories to death. There's something to be said about good people and great relationships mm. that can have great conversation and, right, and, for sure. and make educated, instructed decisions.
1: That is romance to me. Like, I would love that. That is the romantic part, right? Of being able to sit down with your partner and have like in depth conversations about how each of you are feeling. Isn't that where the gold is? Yeah,
0: I I don't know. You're instructing me. I agree with you a thousand percent. (laughs) (laughs) No, you've got to do it. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. Lead him to water. Stick his head in it, make him drink, girl. This is uh, yeah. what you're good at. <laughs> Stick his and you head know in what it. I mean by that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Julie, you got to come back on and keep me posted. So I would love to. Wh- what are you doing? When are you going to do it? And how are you going to do it? <sighs> if I t- oh Lord, I literally <laughs> oh. am seeing him in two days, so this is a lot of pressure, Kim. Yeah, <laughs> and, and do and do it in the Julie calling kind of way, mm-hmm. do it, just take that hand. And because you honestly, uh, never be afraid to step into that, Julie, because you, you, I can just tell by your countenance that this is what you're made to do. You you are, you are calming. Um, people trust you. Um, you know, and, and setting boundaries is great, but just, just don't cheap out that call and step into it boldly. Will do. All right, Julie. I love you, girl. I Come love back you and back. be with us. Keep us I w- posted. I will. <laughs> you know what, Zach? Julie was amazing. It never ceases to amaze me with just asking the right questions with people, how they already have the answers and the solutions inside themselves. It's never like we we think we have to go externally and learn. Something, which we do. I mean, we're all growing and learning. But we always think that everything that we want in our lives are outside of who we are. And really, they're already in us. We have to mine and dig down deep within to get those things. That's what I've learned. And you know, like I say this all the time. Y'all, I'm not that bright. Okay? I'm not... <laughs> I'm not a counselor, I'm not a person, not that I think counselors are all that bright either. I'm just saying I don't I'm just a human being that has done some of this work in my life to get some results out of the calling is everything. Well, yeah. You know, outside of, you know, my faith and everything, that is it's the most important thing. It's the most important thing you can find out for yourself. It's the most important thing you can help your children or grandchildren figure out what that is. That is, it's truly a game changer in your life, Zach. A million percent. And here's the thing about that, that
2: you did in this session with Julie that I just always is like the thing to me that I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so powerful, which is like, you asked her to, Act like she was her own friend, like give yourself the advice as if you were talking to someone else because right. it's so much easier to give advice to someone else than it is to give advice to ourselves. why yes. is
0: that Kim it's and it's so much easier to believe in somebody else more than you can believe in yourself because because it it's self-sabotage Zach. it's yeah. it, it's we, we're we're not conditioned and we're not innately think we're great. Y'all, it's because we have a God void. We know there's something missing. Yeah. First of all, that we're trying to fill. But what I'm telling you is there's not anything missing. There's not. Life is hard. God is good. And people are crazy. All (laughs) of us. There's none of us that have it together. But you know what you need to do inside. You know, I can't tell you what your calling is. You know it already. All I can do is just ask Julie the questions to get her there. That's all I know to do.
2: And that's all you need to do. Like, if you're, ask yourself the questions, right? Mm-hmm. How like mm-hmm. Is that? Is that is it as simple as that to some simple extent? Simple as that.
0: It is. You already know. She already knew. You know, she thought she was a servant. Your calling is an act of service. So that's why it feels like you're, you know, when you're in your calling, you feel like you're giving to others, you're helping. That's why people think it's to help others. My call call is to help others. No, that's what your calling does when you operate in it. You're just naturally helping people because that's what we're put on this earth to do. When you're in a place where like Julie is, where she feels a little stuck or a little fearful of moving or taking the next step, always go back to what you're called to do, okay? Operate in that space. You might have to do it afraid and step out, but I promise you, when you do it, when you do the thing you've been putting off that you know you're supposed to be doing, when you ask for what you want or what you desire, regardless of what the response is, you'll be okay. And let me say something. Please do not, not take that step. Is that right, Zach? Don't hesitate in taking the step because of what you think the outcome is going to be. Listen to that. Don't not make the move or take the step because you're afraid of what the outcome might be. I don't like those odds. Gamble a little bit. Take a chance on yourself a little bit. There's nobody knows you more like than you. There's nobody knows you like you know you. The only other person, the only other entity is the God. He knows you the best. And then you are second. You know yourself. Take a shot and take a chance on you. What have you got to lose? But I can guarantee you, if you don't take the shot, you don't shoot your shot, you don't take that step, you got everything to lose. Till next time, you know, be like Julie. She gonna take that step. We gonna hear if she took it and uh, and do it. Do it afraid and do it boldly in confidence. I love you so much. Till next time, I'm Kim.
2: I'm Zach. Bye, y'all. Bye.
0: Now, Zach, I can't see the iPad.
2: Um, is it on?
0: <laughs> well, let's see. <laughs> uh, step one. Is it step on? One. Turn on River Side. <laughs> Riverside.
2: Uh, baptism in the Church of Julie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're tighter than two ticks, you know, on a June bug, or we're ty- two ticks. Uh, we're tighter than. We're tired of two ticks on a gray. Uh, no, hold on, hold on. I say this all the time. God is good. No, what would I say? The Kim Grabell Show is produced and edited by Zach Miller at Uncommon Audio. Our associate producer is Kathleen Grant, the brunette exec. Production help from Emily Breeden and Sarah Noto. Our cover art is designed by Sinai's at Mamarian Creative and Mike Kligerman edits the show. And a special thanks to the team at QVC. Head over to thekimgravelshow.com and sign up for our mailing list. Again, we can't do this without you, so thank you for listening, and we love you.